Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Sam Podcast. We're super excited to have you back again. And today we're going to be discussing about COVID-19, mental health, and also Karens. So to give a little intro about ourselves, we're just a group of friends who met in the first year of our university. And we realized that we had so much to share about life and the ups and downs of it. So here we are making a podcast. Okay, so uh, to introduce ourselves. My name is Satumi. My name is Nisha. And my name is Millie. Okay, so before we jump into this episode, I just want to take a second to give a little trigger warning. We will be talking about mental health, so take it as you wish. All right. So, uh, how are you guys doing? How's life? How's your week been? Ooh, really stressful. Are you a second week Why? and professors oh. are too wide? <laughs> Why? Um, I don't know, Anisha, maybe because we're in our fourth year of university, our last and final year. Oh, no. All the stress is just like piling in. So, yeah. How about you guys? Very anticlimactic, I would say. Like, yeah. it's literally been waking up, <laughs> sitting down, studying, taking breaks, eating. And just wasting time and going to sleep really mm-hmm. That's I was talking bad. I was talking to someone and I, I was like saying how it's kind of like exam season but mm-hmm. for four months like yeah. we're not you know we're not doing anything else except studying because we can't really do anything else except you know stay inside mm. just that exam season vibe is just what I'm I feeling know. right now like being in your apartment or your room and just constantly studying and even when I'm bored I find that like for five minutes, I'll do something on my phone, and then I'll be like, I'm so bored. I'll just study something else now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, like, constantly, like, on the grind of doing the next thing. And that's my life. So. I know. It's just been, like, I don't know. It feels weird not leaving the house. The only reason why we just leave the house is to basically go on a walk, mm-hmm. which, funny enough, like, is what I wanted to discuss. So, back in January, none of us had an idea this is how things would turn out, obviously, and as fast as the past few months have gone by, I also think there's so much that happened. I mean, you would think like not much would happen just staying indoors and like not doing anything, but I just feel like in the world itself and our personal lives too, I just feel like staying with even just your family or for people out there who live with their partners too, I think it kind of changes that dynamic of relationships between people. So yeah, I just wanted to ask you guys, did you feel like you learned something about yourself during this pandemic? So during this pandemic, I definitely learned that I can't sit still. So you'll hear, hear me say that, oh, I just want to, you know, like take a break and not do anything and lie in my bed forever. But mm-hmm. I can't do that. Like realistically, maybe like a week of lying in bed. And then after that, I just get very angsty and I just... Mm-hmm need to do something so in this pandemic where I wasn't able to really either work and I didn't study either like I wasn't planning on taking courses because I was supposed to work it was really hard for me to find any kind of motivation to do anything and that I think like took a toll on my mental health because I felt like I was just I was just sitting and I, I don't know it was just it was a weird feeling. It's something that I've never felt before because I think I've always either been like studying or like working or like volunteering or something and to do absolutely nothing and just stay at home. It's, it took a toll on me. Did it make you feel like kind of useless? 
Yeah, like I think so. Especially home, like you weren't yeah. being a productive member of society, even especially though everybody's because, sitting at home. Yeah, especially because now, like, you want to contribute something because right. it's such a hectic time, but you're not able to because we're not a like we're not old enough to be part of the front lines, and we can't. Like, I wasn't working at um, like a grocery store or anything that was still open during the pandemic either. So I think it. I felt like a little bit useless. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So money, like the yeah. same thing that we want, like the same rest that we've been asking for for so long, it just feels mm-hmm. like it came to us in like this ginormous chunk, and we're yeah. like, okay, like what it's do too I much. do with myself? <laughs> like I need yeah. like spaced out, you know. Mm-hmm. I remember I was talking to Anisha, and we were like so excited that classes were going online, and now I'm just I like I don't like it at all. Like I wish mm-hmm. we had classes in real life again so I could like meet people and talk to them talk to my mm-hmm. professors just that interaction yeah. see my experience is so different because I think mm-hmm. I with the LSAT setting I had like a full six-month plan laid out during the summer of what I had to do mm-hmm. anyways and so yeah I would get bored sometimes sitting at home but I'm such like an introvert anyways I hate leaving my house even to go to the grocery store I'm like why why do I have to go I just won't eat um so it was it was fine for me on that aspect like I've never really worked during the summer and like I haven't volunteered in a while I've always either been doing like online uh school trying to catch up on like the stuff I'm doing for my minor or Um, now I'm studying for this thing so in that aspect it was a little bit different for me Um, but in terms of online school I like I was telling Millie this earlier today too I actually don't mind it I feel like maybe because I have um, my LSAT coming up in November it just makes it so much easier for me to do some of that studying in between my uh, like lectures or the homework that I have due for those core courses. Cause if I had to go onto campus and I have to take like two, three books with me and like my entire pencil case, and then I'd have to find time from like coming back home and like eating and also studying. And so I feel like in that aspect, it really worked out for me, but I totally get the whole um, needing human interaction. Cause I feel like part of learning is also you need a question and answer period for your with your prof and like I think you get to know them on more of an intimate level when you're in front of them and then it's our final year so I wanted to see you guys too right so and now like the winter term is it's online yeah so <laughs> it's just the whole year is online so I think there are definitely pros and cons and I think I'm happy that they made it go online because it it it's just safer for everyone there can't yeah, be larger class sizes um, but yeah, I just wish that we got to spend more in-person time together. And in terms of learning, because that was the original question that was asked, I think I learned to be very patient. I think I worked a lot on not being so angry with the fact that I couldn't go outside. or Because I also did 14 days quarantine, um, and my entire family was just sitting on one sofa. Like, we couldn't go outside. We couldn't even go to drive through or anything. Um, and so that was really hard. So I think patience and like, like really taking a second and finding like some time to myself where I can just be away from my family, even if, if I'm in my room, I think that's uh, something that I learned how to 
do better. What about you, Millie? Um, yeah, uh, honestly, I think this pandemic in general has sort of forced me to spend a lot of time with my family. And in both ways, it's been like amazing. And it's also been like, we've been at each other's throats, you know, like, it's just been so intense because I think that would have been the case with anybody, right? Like if you lived, like apparently divorce rates went up higher after this pandemic because like, I heard that too, yeah. Yeah, like, cause I think when people are forced to stay with each other for basically almost 24 hours a day, especially when we were in quarantine and like none of the phases were opened up yet. And so I think at that time, like everything just starts to get on your nerves, you know? And in ways like what I learned because of that experience was just to change the parts of myself that I was like ignoring for so long. I think going outside and like going to classes, meeting my friends, all those things that I had the liberty to do prior to this pandemic has allowed me to, I don't know, I guess in ways suppress some things I was not willing to work on or just that were just too scary. And I think just staying indoors it literally doesn't give you much of a distraction except for maybe your laptop and you get to watch something on it. And I think just having lots of fights with like just your family because you're just so, you know, like on the edge all the time, it's really allowed me to go through sort of like um, a period of just being super irritable. And then after reaching this point where I'm like, is it getting better though? You know, like, am I actually more like I'm not finding any peace here and I don't have an option like I can't just go to lecture or I can't just go outside and meet people right so it definitely changed my mindset about a lot of things and I literally feel like a part of myself that I was ignoring for so long that I was like no I gotta learn how to like be patient and like bite my tongue and like not say whatever that comes to my mouth because you got to learn to live with other people. And I thought like living with other people, like you can just do it. But when you're forced to stay with them, like you'll really know like what parts of yourself too is like the parts that you need to fix. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. been sort of like my whole, I guess, like learning experience for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that just in general, we everybody needs their own space, right? Like mm-hmm. you, there's only so much time you can spend with someone or like even with your family before you're just like okay I need some distance from you so I don't go crazy and you don't drive me crazy and I don't drive you crazy so I think even finding small things like self-care things to do in your room listening to music or like playing a game or something like that by yourself I think that really helped me just to stay stay a little bit more grounded and not be so like grouchy at home all the time Mm -hmm. and I think like a important thing to bring up is how some people are constantly, because of the pandemic, they're stuck in like very uncomfortable and toxic households, which can really affect their mental health negatively. Like for me, halfway through the summer, I took a little break and I went back to um, our like university city and I stayed there for a bit because I kind of needed a different space you just need um, a change of scenery too. Yeah, a change right, of scenery yeah. was, I thought, would be like very effective for me. And I realized that's like a privilege on my half. Like the fact that I'm able to go somewhere else mm-hmm. and take a little break, like that's, that is privilege. And not a lot of people have that at their disposal. They're not able to take some time off and stay away a little bit to maybe heal. 
and then come back. They're kind of just stuck. Yeah, I was um, researching some public health initiatives and stuff like that just for this course that I'm taking. And I found that there's a lot of people who have been, obviously like it just became more evident when Corona came, how, how much disparity there is between groups of people. Like how much evident, like you can clearly see now um, the, like who are the disadvantaged people. So there are a lot of like, uh, studies or stats showing that uh, low-income families usually have more people living in one home right to support and pay for the mortgage or like have more helping hands and so for those people it became really hard for them to follow protocol because it says you have to be six feet apart you shouldn't be leaving your house um, and for the people who had to work they're, they're supposed to be sleeping in separate rooms but for some people that's impossible right like there there are student like student housing homes where there's like six people living in like one small basement and there's two to three people sleeping in one room how and they're all working so how are they supposed to um, follow these guidelines and stay safe right mm -hmm. so I think we really are privileged in that aspect that we we get to have our own space to sort of um, be safe and get to take time for ourselves but there's some other people who it's just not a possibility they can't afford their own living space or they can't afford to be away from um like their roommates or their family so yeah i completely yeah. agree with what you said between me yeah 100 percent. and i think like not only that but during this whole time if it wasn't for friends and family like checking up on each other things would have been like much worse Mm -hmm. And things are already bad enough as they were, but in ways it's brought people closer together. Um, and I really appreciated the fact that during like the pandemic, like, you know, like Anisha, sometimes like you would check up on me and then like, I would check up on you. And then like, I would hear about you to me from Anisha and stuff <laughs> as well. So like, it really felt like, you know, worst case, we're there for each other. And mm -hmm. I think it made me like reevaluate what being there for each other also means. Because I think we always mean like, oh my gosh, like, my friend's going through a breakup, like, you know, uh, get some ice cream, like, let's watch a movie together, or, like, let's, like, you know, be there physically with them, but what if you can't, you know, and I think this time that it was so important to let people know that I may not be there with you, but that doesn't mean, like, I forgot about you, and mm -hmm. I think this is the time when little things really started mattering after so mm -hmm. long, and yeah. it allowed us to pause, it allowed us to, like, really let our guard down and be like no I'm not okay all the time I'm being forced to sit with myself that most of us don't enjoy doing and I might not be okay and it's really been wonderful in that aspect that everybody lent a helping hand to each other you know I think yeah. you put more of an emphasis on just to show who's really there for you like your friends and family because mm -hmm. if if you're all sitting at home, it's very easy to just take a minute or two out of your day to ask your friend, hey, how are you doing? Ask your family members, hey, how are you doing? And like the excuse that, oh, I'm super busy, it just like, it doesn't really work in that aspect, right? It especially apply, in early, yeah. Especially in early, like March and April, it's like everybody, there's nothing open. Um, now that school has started, obviously it becomes a little bit harder. But I still mm -hmm. think it takes like 10 seconds to send a quick text or like a message to your friends or people that you care about in general, just to ask them how they're doing. Yeah. And even if you're not ready to talk about how you're doing, sometimes having another person open up, it, it, it makes you evaluate 
your own situation and be like, you know what? Yeah, this has been bothering me and maybe I should be able to, I should be able to freely talk about it because I'm not the only one going through it. There are hundreds and thousands of people who are going through the same situations that I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, that actually brings me to our second question. After all that we've been through in the pandemic and just seeing how everything's changed in the world and stuff as well, like obviously it's not been like complete ups, it's been mostly downs. And I just wanted to ask you guys, what is something that you held on to or what was something that kept you going in your harder moments during this pandemic? Anisha, do you want to go first? Sure. So I think my family and my extended family included was really the rock of it all. Uh, Unfortunately, you guys know this, but unfortunately I lost my uncle uh, due to COVID-19 and that was like one of the hardest things my family has been through. He did have complications like health problems and he was an older adult he was in his 70s so I mean he was like the highest at risk and it was just one interaction it was just one time where they let their guard down and and they he caught COVID and he had to go to the emergency and so it was like an everyday up and down so we spent a lot of time traveling to where my aunt lived and our entire families whoever was close by um went there every single day and we would take shifts like my dad and his siblings would take shifts to stay with my aunt um just to make sure she's okay so i think in those types it's it's really important to have your family around and it sucked that some of my cousins couldn't be here because they live abroad um and i and it made it harder for them too because they're going through the same thing right the same fears the same wanting to be with their family but unfortunately mm-hmm. they couldn't so I, i'm i'm very grateful that i was surrounded by um all, like as many relatives as i could be and that we were all checking up on each other because it's it's really hard especially with covid because every day it's a new revelation it, mm-hmm. like one minute it could be a hundred percent like well and then like an it hour it feels later, like a gamble every single time we go like on a walk yeah, no, not even that, but just like when a person has COVID, doctors don't know what the trajectory of that person's health is going to be. So mm-hmm. one day it could be super well, like it could be like maybe they'll be discharged from the hospital the next day. And then within 24 hours, it'll be like, yeah, they're about to die. And it's just that constant gamble. And that's what I think made it so much worse. Because when you have a long term illness or a disability, like doctors are able to say, okay, we don't know 100%, but we are very confident that this is what's going to happen. This is the trajectory that's going to take. So you have time to decide uh, what it is that you want to do and like the plan that you want to have in place, right? With COVID, since every day is a new, like new studies are coming out every day, we're understanding uh, this, um, this pandemic more and more every day, but it's also changing and evolving and we're, we just can't control it at this point. I think that's what made it super scary and hard. And I think that's um, where you really need good support to come in to make sure that everyone's okay. Yeah, what about you guys? Yeah, what about you, Millie? Uh, sorry, the question was what kept me going, <laughs> right? I was just so absorbed into what Anisha was saying. But yeah, thank you, Anisha. Like that is something like, you know, that is like, a vulnerable piece of information and like sorry you went through that loss uh and I think during this whole time what kept me going 
was just nothing was going to change yet. Like funny enough, like, you know, when someone's going through a hard time, you're like, oh, it'll, it'll pass, you know, it will get better. And I think this was one of those moments where like, is it even applicable? Like, will it go away soon? Like nobody can guarantee us that, right? Nobody in the world can be like, oh yeah, the pandemic is going to die down like at this exact time or whatever. And I think when you're, especially during like May, June, July, we didn't know whether or not the quarantine was going to be lifted anytime soon. So I think just knowing that I have nowhere to go and all I can do is just change my mentality. I just held on to the fact that like, just keep holding on for another day, you know, because I really don't know how much longer it'll be. And like, <laughs> and just hearing uh, my friends like Anisha and like my friend Jaffa and like even saying that, yeah, like we'll come and live on university. I think that was something I look forward to. Not that I don't love seeing my friends from high school and like my family and stuff. I really needed that change of environment. You know, mm -hmm. I really needed my own space. I think it's so different when I was talking to my other friends, they like they were saying the same things. Like you go from living alone to just being together with someone all the time. And if you're a person that values their personal space a lot, that just feels like someone's, you know, invading <laughs> your territory or or whatever. And I think just having to look forward to the fall term and just knowing that like another day, just 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 hold on for another day. I think that was something that I look forward to. How about you, Satumi? Um, I think definitely my family. I think even though it's been pretty hard, it's we're all in this together. So we have to take care of each other and try to be, you know, as understanding as possible in this really difficult situation. And aside from my family, I have to say one of my high school friends, when I went back to our university city, that was the person that I was living with for a little while because I was going through like a situation that was like super bad for my mental health. Um, so I think like staying with that person kind of gave me um, a bit of a distraction from what was actually happening. So I wasn't concentrating on that as much. And so being with her and living with her and her other um, roommates, even though we were on like a completely separate floor, um, I think that really gave me the opportunity to kind of readjust my mental health. And I think like a lot, something that I learned is that I can really get an effective result when I set up a routine. So if I tell myself that this, there's like a list of things that I'm going to do once I wake up, that helps me actually kind of get out of bed and start my day. So I know that's not like something it's like I know it kind of relates to your question but that's like something new that I've learned that actually helps me to get going and that got me through the pandemic right I think the biggest struggle for a lot of people was that they just didn't know how to what to do for the rest of the day right like they yeah. didn't have a plan they didn't have anything to help them get up in the morning and and do work because nobody was working at that time too, right? Like, like sitting at home, especially for the people who have dedicated their whole lives to their jobs. It's like when they're not doing that, it's like, what do I do? Or it's like when we're not studying because we're so used to it. It's like, who am I mm -hmm. when I'm not in school? Yeah, I was like trying to 
think back and I'm like, what are my hobbies? Like, what do I like <laughs> doing? <laughs> you know, like, I know, because I feel like for the past few years, I kind of lost that side of myself because I was mm-hmm. so like, I spent so much time studying that I didn't really set aside any time to do the things I liked other than maybe like watching a movie or something Mm -hmm. so I was kind of like reevaluating my life and I'm like what did I like to do when I was younger (laughs) where where has that passion gone and how do I get that back during this time Mm -hmm. all right so what you guys were talking about just prompted me for my next question actually so did you guys feel like in the beginning of this whole pandemic like the quarantine season when it first started you guys were kind of driving yourselves crazy trying to like basically fill your time by doing something like for me it was cooking every single day I was cooking and I wasn't cooking like any ordinary thing why like my my friend got a master class and I was out here learning how to do pot to cram pastas pizza from scratch I don't know why but I had so much time on my hands it literally was the only thing I would look forward to in my day at that time because there was no school or anything so that's how I kept myself busy. Did you guys find yourselves doing that or were you just like completely the opposite? Yeah, I found myself cooking so and baking so much. Like I gained so much weight because of it. I was making brownies, like different types of cookies. Um, and then we signed up for like a, a good foods box thing where they send you like the ingredients and you can do that. So I learned how to make a oh, lot so of cool. new recipes and then I would like remake them by like going to the grocery store and like buying um uh the ingredients and just like dabbling in different types of um types of cuisine and I thought mm. that was really interesting I love cooking it's just I don't get that much time in university yeah but you still do pretty good though like whatever you make looks pretty good I think like it allowed us to sharpen our skills that taught me life skills honestly like my cooking is so much better like thanks to the quarantine (laughs) yeah Uh, how about you Satumi did you feel like you try to like fill your time with something or it didn't really matter for you um I think in the beginning I had like a mission to binge watch everything on Netflix (laughs) yeah well you guys While you guys were being productive cooking, I was just like literally lying in bed and just watching everything that that service has to offer. But then later, I think um, I started doing like graffiti art. I started oh. trying to do graffiti art. Uh, not on, uh, not like vandalism. <laughs> you just exposed yourself. There's recordings of some new vandalism. Vandalist? I don't know what the word is. Barbara Vandalist. Doing Satumi all along. Just going around to people's houses and just freaking. You imagine if Banksy was like secretly Satumi behind the scenes. That's how you find out. Secretly like 60. Is he 60? Is Banksy 60? I thought we didn't know anything about Banksy. Don't we not know if Banksy's a girl or a boy? Oh, oh, okay. So it could be Satumi. Yeah, yeah, it could definitely be me. Okay, sorry. What if you're, like, joking, but, like, you're not, though, at the same time? It's like she has all these, like, paintings hung up behind her. She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, all over there. Um, so, yeah, I started doing graffiti art on canvases. Um, oh. Dabbling in that. And then I also started journaling, mm-hmm. which is, like, pretty cool. Like, you know those, like, artistic journals that people right. make? Like with the oh, little drawings so and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was doing like a Ghibli themed one and that was really cute. I didn't get to finish it, but 
<laughs> but yeah, so that, that was what I was like. I was trying like a lot of different things. I couldn't stick. I to love one that. Thing. You're yeah. really That's good so cool. at digital art, Satumi. Like even for all the banners and stuff you made on Canva for uh, this podcast. <laughs> I could, I could never Yo, what? Exposing us, man. Right? No, use InDesign. InDesign. Wink, no, wink. I like Photoshop everything, you know? Like, I make no, it, I try. Keep the computer We're science poor. student, man. We're students. No, computer science student. Oh. You know everything there oh, is Satomi. to know about computers. Satomi just made computers. She's Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are in like some next level thing then. She's Steve Jobs. Yeah, she's kind of sporting the look, you know, like the glasses. Oh but he doesn't God. wear sweatshirts, he wears turtlenecks though. Steve Jobs didn't invent computers. No, he didn't invent computers, but like that's not what I was relating it to. Oh, oh. Yo, why would I say something like that? This the first combined was by Alan Turing, bro. I know that. This just reminded me of when Satomi asked me, is it cold in, uh, what was it? Isn't it cold in Spain or something like that? What? Remember, what, what was that? The, I don't know, what was the geography thing? Oh, like? no. Uh, I thought, like, what, Peru was in Europe or something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, girl, it's time to open a map. I know, I'm terrible at geography. Okay, okay, sorry, we sidetracked this entire conversation. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's all good. Don't so worry you were about journaling, Satumi? Yeah, I was journaling. <laughs> the end. <laughs> then that's it. That's good, man. <laughs> I am so lost right now. Like, I have no idea what's happening. I'm crying. I have no idea why they're dying. Um, okay, but no, that that's actually really dope though. Like, I love that. Mm-hmm. I think you, you know, you're doing something like that for a long time. Yo, let's move on. Um, but uh, I just wanted to ask Anisha's questions now. So, like, what's your what's your guys' take on going to restaurants and stuff? Like, what do you think it's okay for people to go outside, and how do you think they could still maintain regulations as much as they can? I think in the um, in the very beginning. I really didn't like it at all Um, when people I remember oh there was a tweet going around to where students I I think in the US maybe in Florida I I don't really know which state but they were on spring break and there was like thousands of them and someone was going around and like um, yeah recording them and they were like oh yeah we don't really care about the pandemic it's like an old people problem if I get covid i get covid and i'm like mm-hmm. I'm sitting there and they called it the flu and like i don't think pneumonia yeah, is the flu you exactly. know like, to like go out there and be surrounded by thousands of other people during a global pandemic i know their mayor too was like not doing anything about it oh really like oh, they were yeah and like it was pretty bad because they didn't have enough ventilators they were just really short on resources at that time because mm. the hospitalization rates they they just went through the roof at that time. That was like the beginning, by the way. That was not yeah, now. Yeah, so yeah. it's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still really bad in the yeah, States yeah, right yeah. now. So yeah, I mm-hmm. definitely felt a bit angry because I, I think like everyone should have been doing their part and making sure 
that we keep the numbers to a minimum. Obviously, this doesn't include people who weren't able to because of, you know, in like their own households, like Anisha mentioned, I'm talking about like purposely going out to restaurants and meeting people in public and doing those things when we were supposed to be practicing social distancing. I think that was something that really did make me a bit upset because <clears throat> like in my family, my parents, they are hitting that range. They're like range. They're close to that range where they could possibly <clears throat> like be more. increased risk. Yeah, they have increased risk. So I was like super terrified in the very early stages of the pandemic because yeah. I wasn't home physically. So mm -hmm. it was harder for me to kind of get an understanding to see if they were safe. And I didn't like the idea that people like our age especially were not taking it seriously. Yeah, they're just being reckless, to be honest. Mm -hmm, yeah. Like, and like, I really don't like the people that pull out like random facts they probably got off Google on like a website and they're like, mm -hmm. oh, the death rate is this much or blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, like the survival rate is this much, etc. It's sort of like, okay, dude, first of all, chances are you did not take science past high school anyways. So like, just because it, you don't like you, just because you survive it doesn't mean you should be getting it anyways. And there's actually a lot of research done too. Like there's not much that we know, we still don't know about the virus, you know? Yeah, because like viruses are so strange because I saw somewhere, it was uh, talking about like the HIV and like herpes and stuff. Like when you contract it, it really like recurs and it changes forms. And like, you don't know like how to predict what's going to happen to your body in the future as well. And a lot of people don't know, right? Like what the virus is going to do to your body, even mm -hmm. if you do survive it. Because a lot of people came, uh, like after they survived it, like they were reporting that they've lost certain like abilities, like their proper sense of smell, like hearing and stuff like that. I'm like that's, that's crazy. Like even mm -hmm. if you can survive it, like you don't want to be risking that simply because you wanted to go like have a party or whatever, you know? And like, at the same time, sorry, and at the same time, there's like professionals out there, like doctors and nurses, they're putting their lives at risk. Exactly. Know, in hospitals and other settings, like even janitors and people who are working in grocery stores, like essential jobs. They're mm -hmm. every single day they're going out there and they're helping people in the society and people in the society aren't doing their part to help reduce the numbers. And I remember yeah. seeing also like a tweet um, by a nurse who was working in a hospital and she was talking about how people don't understand how detrimental this virus can actually be like how much yeah. it can like it thickens your blood and it can like affect different areas of your body like even after you after those like 14 days and COVID symptoms have gone down you can still be someone who's experiencing like kidney issues kidney failure issues so you have to go on like dialysis and stuff so that's always a possibility. And it's, I feel like it shouldn't be something that you should risk just like you said to go to a party. Yeah, yeah. It's just not worth it. I don't think we should base everything off of like surviving something or not. It shouldn't yeah. be a matter of life or death. It should just be like, you know, I'm like citizen of X country and I should do mm -hmm. my part by just not going outside, you know? How do you feel about that, Anisha? So I'm, I'm still very against... Um, people going out to bars and malls and stuff. I, I don't know if it's because I it hits too close to home, like I've been through it, mm -hmm. so I know it's on the other side. 
I just yeah. think it's really irresponsible. I understand the need to get out and, and there are ways to combat that. You do not need to, you don't need to meet a friend at a bar to be able to meet a friend. You can do a social distance hangout in your backyard, in a park. Um, and mm -hmm. I think that way you can get what you need for your mental health, but also staying safe. And I just think, look, it's a year of our lives and we can do it. And it's really, really hard. And it's still really, really hard. And there are people who are disadvantaged and it just, like things pile up. You can name a number of reasons for why this year has sucked so much, but it's just one year. And for me, at least, I would gladly sit at home for a whole year and I will gladly, you know, not go out to eat at a restaurant and just with the same thing, stuff that I would do like before the pandemic started, if that meant not losing someone that I loved and cared about so much. And if it meant mm -hmm. that not having to be so worried and be in that state where you can't even be in the hospital with that person um and you just mm -hmm. it's every day is a new battle and i think it's just in my personal opinion the whole argument of well i'm young and i can't catch it well yeah sure you might not be the one who catches it but you could pass it on and that person can pass yeah. it on and an elderly person or anyone with a compromised immune system could catch it and that would be game over for them. You know what I mean? And that person and their their family can't get that back, right? So yeah. you have to think about yourself, of course, but you also have to think about people yeah. in your immediate vicinity. And because that, that's mm -hmm. just how this, this whole pandemic really started, right? No one took it that seriously and everybody went back home, went on flights, everyone there got infected. And then if they met ten, like, like 10 people and those 10 people meet 10 other people, it's like, that's how it spreads so fast globally, right? And so mm -hmm. I understand that the weather was nice and it becomes hard, but they are, there are ways to combat that. It's just that some people choose to still be ignorant in that aspect. Like I try mm -hmm. to avoid, I, I think maybe I'm a little more on the extreme side where I try to avoid grocery shopping as well. If I can, I'll get it delivered um, mm -hmm. through uh, like Instacart or something. Um, I haven't been, I haven't shopped in a year. If I really needed to buy something, I would just buy it online. And I get that shopping in real life is a whole experience, but it's something that I was willing to give up because of the greater necessities going on in the world. And just because I also have um, like sister-in-laws and brother-in-laws who are doctors who have been risking and cousins who are doctors um, who have been risking their health and their lives to still go in and deal with this uh, pandemic and for people to just be blatantly ignorant and not wear a mask or not take it as seriously. It, re it really irks me and it really hurts me um, because mm -hmm. it could be them next who get sick, right? Knock on wood, um, but it's still a possibility. Like my mom's friend in India, she lost her best friend um, because she was working in a hospital and she was just so deterred. Like she wasn't even supposed to be working there because she does a completely different um, like type of specialization in medicine. And so she said, no, I, I, I need to, this is, this is a global thing and it's my duty to go in and wow. um, help. And unfortunately she passed away because of COVID. She caught it from one of her patients. And I think the, you can't, you can't get that person back. Right. And so 
and and it changes you forever too so i think we all just need to do our part and just wait until a vaccine comes out and it's widespread so that we can resume our normal life and our normal life is is changed like our definition of normal has changed now too right and there are ways to combat that so mm-hmm. i'm still in that place where i'm uncomfortable going in and sitting down i have started to go in to pick food up now like i'll i'll place an order and then when it's time i'll go in and get it and do the full mask and try i always try to use my debit card instead of like doing the cash exchange just to like small things to make it easier for the people who have to work during the pandemic but also to keep myself safe so that's sort of where my head's at still and i think because of how people are so ignorant like they don't wear masks and they're just not following social distancing rules i think it's placed a bit more pressure on me to make sure that it doesn't come into my home as well so I'm like very strict I'm like literally like the Mr. Clean of our household like I'll make (laughs) sure that whenever like someone enters or exits there's always like hand sanitization Lysol wipes you know washing your hands just leave everything at the front steps and then we'll like pick it up later and do laundry or something so I think there's and it's not just for me, I think for like a lot of like many households, like you have to be really strict on that because there are people in this world who don't care about the risks associated with the pandemic. So just to add on to what Satumi just said, so what we've been doing in my household since March is that if we're ordering food, we, we throw out all the containers, mm-hmm. bought, like put, transfer them uh, into our the containers that we have in, at home, heat it up for like 10, 15 seconds, again, wash our hands, and then we, I know it sounds a little extreme, but small things like that can still, you know, help combat this, um, mm-hmm. like what's going on, and just like, making sure to shower when you come home and change your clothes and doing the laundry. Those are all things that you can do for yourself, but also for the people who live in your house, right? Like, like my parents have to go to work. It's their necessity. I'm obviously never going to be like, why are you going to work? Right? Like you can't stop that. But I'm really glad that they, they've been taking the proper precautions, right? Like my mom comes home and she immediately showers. Like we don't interact until she does that. Because me and my brother were at home all summer. We, I, I didn't leave. My brother didn't leave. We had no reason to. So I think things like that are, uh, are just small things that you can do to ensure your safety, but also other people's safety. Yeah, I agree. It's like a long-term game, you know? Like for now, like I think a lot of people miss the, you have to do this for now, you know? At some point, you know, knock on wood, that we'll be at a point where we don't have to be so tightly regulated I mean, there's nothing wrong with even just being clean and, like, sanitary and stuff. But definitely, like, yeah, like, after a while, it's not going to be, like, you can't see people. It's not going to be, like, you can't go to restaurants or you can't go to bars. And I think a lot of people miss it's only for now part. And if you just think about the long term, and human beings, like, we're so adaptable. Like, you put us in any situation, we'll just find a new way to keep ourselves occupied of course it's so tough in the beginning you know it's never fun but after a while we get a hang of it and we adapt to whatever new situation that we've been put in you know and I think, so I think that's main... sorry continue no I'm just saying like that's the one part a lot of people are missing and that's why they continue to act selfishly <laughs> yeah, I think it's just that's, ignorance that's I think it's it. like 
the mentality that a lot of people have is that if it's not happening to me, then it doesn't matter. Like, oh, I'll never catch it so I can continue to live my life. But coronavirus doesn't discriminate. Old, young, race, whatever race you are, like gender, it does not matter. You could catch it. And it's really hard. Like I've seen how, um, what happens to people when they have it. And they're just in so much pain and it's really hard to watch. It's, it's, yeah, it must have been tough for sure. Um, And like, this makes me think about just all the videos I've been seeing on the internet and stuff as well. Like, okay, you know what term I hate? The sheeple thing. You know, it's like, oh, you're, you're one of the sheep. It's basically like sheep. You know, if, if you're one of the sheep, like you blindly believe into whatever, like, for example, oh. the government is telling you oh, blindly like you believe into it. Yeah, they call, pe- like, they oh, basically call people sheep. And it's like this term, a lot of like, um, there's not a term for them that I know of, but a lot of people who sort of go against the grain and like, believe in the alternative facts, you know, like, oh, the coronavirus is like a, the scamdemic, et cetera, et cetera. Those people, they call basically people like us the sheeple. And I just hate that term so much because I'm like, dude, if I'm a safe sheep, that's what matters. <laughs> like, I'm not out here risking my life like you are. And there's so many videos that I've seen of especially um, people throwing tantrums and like the whole anti-masker movement. And people just meeting in like herds and flocks and people like resisting. There, do you know how video how many videos there are of like people walking into stores without mm-hmm. masks on? And when they're instructed to leave, okay, first of all, you leave if they ask you to leave, like mask or not, you know, that's just a rule. And they were like this one lady, she was going off and she was like screaming and she was trying to intimidate this customer and the manager that she's not gonna leave the store, but how they're all just sheep that blindly believe into things, and she was causing a whole ruckus. And I think it's just like, don't you feel like sometimes it feels unfair that you're stuck indoors trying to do your best part and like you're doing your best to stay safe and make sure that, you know, people around you don't get affected. And then you see people like that, like, doesn't it just kind of trigger or like provoke a deep part of you that just like, dude, I want to like hurt this person. Like they need to stop like right now. Yeah, it's just, I just feel like, what do you do with that you know like how do you digest people just being like so openly ignorant like what do you do as a person about that just staying indoors um personally speaking after seeing those videos i get so much rage inside of me like there's there's one video where this lady i don't know she's at trader joe's or something and they said oh you have to wear a mask and she said oh like i have a medical condition i cannot which is totally fine but then they offered her an alternative and they said, okay, you cannot be in the store and it's totally cool that you, you have a medical condition. But our policy is that if you can't wear a mask, then you have to, you can give us your list and we'll grocery shop for you and we'll come outside and hand it to you. And she said no. And she started throwing a tantrum. And she said that the funny thing was all the comments were like, because she said she had uh, difficulty breathing, right? She was screaming at the top of her lungs and all the comments were like, wow, what happened to her problem with breathing? Like she's, oh, she's wow. using her lungs awfully well right now. <laughs> and I just think it's so, it's so rude and it's so ignorant. Like people, people are working at the grocery store, like students especially, because they need money and they have no other alternative. And for them to have to be the ones who have to implement the fact that 
or like be strict on the fact that you cannot be here without a mask and they have to do all of these mm -hmm. extra steps only to get yelled at. I've seen videos where like customers who refuse to wear a mask and then they go and like close to their like face and then they cough on them. Like that's illegal. Oh, what the hell? These really? people should be arrested. Like this is not a joke. That's just harassment. Yeah, like, I've you seen wouldn't so do many videos like that. that. What the hell? Like they go up to their face and they cough on them. Like can you imagine oh, what type of person you have to be? I think I would like be so vile. That's just so vile. And I really hope that people get charged with like um endangered harassment. Not yeah. even around. I think it's like endangerment of another person's yeah. well-being in life. Like, it, it, honestly, this isn't a joke. Some people take it so lightly, and they're like, "Oh, I'm just gonna like grown adults too." Yeah, like there was this one uh, video. I don't know if it was Target or Walmart, where this woman refused to wear a mask, and she started like throwing all the masks that they were selling onto the floor. She's like, "Well, I'm gonna do it. Like, you can't stop me." Like this is ridiculous, this is bullshit, like, what are you gonna do about it? And she's just, like, knocking down all the stuff, like, on the the racks, and I just felt so bad for the employees who had to, like, first handle her and try to get her to leave, call the cops, and then also to clean everything up, like, she made such a mess, and just- and to waste those masks, too. Exactly, and it just adds such a detriment onto those workers, like, mental health, and, and just- like their their duties, you know what I mean? They have to add that extra layer of cleaning up this person's shit mm -hmm. on top of what they had to do anyways. It's so ridiculous. Mm -hmm. um, and it makes me feel like it's so unfair because, you know, everyone that I know has been pretty good with um, following uh, protocol, but seeing these videos, I'm so glad that I don't know anyone who's that ridiculous because I'd probably obviously cut them off because it shows who they really are. But it's just unfair that everybody is sacrificing who they are and their mental health to stay at home for the well-being of society in general. And then there's some people like that who are like, I don't care. I will do whatever I want. It's ridiculous. What about you, Satumi? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's definitely not acceptable. And I think I, I think people may, like the reason they might do it is because they they want things to go back to normal. But what they don't realize is that the further they disobey those kinds of rules, the further we're going to stray from getting back to that normal. So we're not mm -hmm. going to even come close if everyone isn't cooperating and trying to, you know, follow the rules so that we keep each other safe. And I think another thing to point out is that on top of affecting how people, you know, in stores and like, um, like cashiers and workers and stuff are feeling because of this, it adds stress to the healthcare system. And I think it's like something that we need to talk about is the mental health of the doctors and nurses. Because I remember um, seeing people or like um, healthcare professionals talking about how people are experiencing like PTSD because of the, like the things they've seen in relation to the pandemic, like so many deaths mm -hmm. and things associated with that, that they're just, their mental health is <clears throat> being so negatively affected that they might need um, to seek like professional help because of it, because it has that much of an effect. So that small thing of not wearing a mask can turn into a snowball effect and cause so many other um, effects. So, yeah. Also, it just yeah, makes you look so ridiculous. Like, I feel like yeah. part of them just want attention and they want to mm -hmm. be like on the news and stuff. But like, 
very kind of narcissistic. It's so narcissistic. And it's like the world does not revolve around you. You may yeah. think that you'll be okay, but like I said before, you could pass it on to another person and another person could pass it on to like another person. And it's just a, like such a, we said, a snowballing effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I think it's time to bring this conversation to an end. But before uh, we do that, I just want to end off on a more positive note. I just want to ask, like, what is one thing that you're looking forward to once this whole thing settles down, whether that's next year or the next few years? Can literally be, to, like, I'm going outside. To, yeah, I'm excited to yeah. see you guys and, like, mm-hmm. be able to meet up with that freedom, right? friends. Yeah, go to a restaurant when, you know, once the vaccine comes out and a little bit time, of time passes. I'm excited to eat out again and like (laughs) go out again and because it's our final year too so I don't know how our graduation is even gonna work right I I had so many pictures in my mind (laughs) saying that because we've been through so much together since first year I was like I really want to end off together um and to just be there to support each other when our names get called for graduating I'm okay with it, even if it's delayed, you know, like, I don't mind uh, it, okay so we can, like, do it in real life, yeah. But I think with that, then the problem becomes, like, becomes that if we're doing post-grad and we're all outside of uh, our our school's area, then it just becomes harder to mm-hmm. come back, That's so some true. people might miss it, so, wow. yeah, I understand that we might not get it, and I'm totally okay with that, but I think a thing that I'm looking forward to is, even if, like, next year everything clears up and everything's good to go if we get to go on like a small grad trip somewhere i'm excited for that just to do something together to sort of mm-hmm. be like hey guys we made it to the end because a lot of times i was like i don't know if i can truly make it yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely how about you to me uh, yeah i think you're looking forward to yeah i think the same thing um like meeting you guys getting to see you guys face to face mm-hmm. instead of through the camera yeah <laughs> i know i haven't seen you since march yeah since wow, March. That's i haven't seen anisha since march either i know it's oh, i haven't seen anyone yeah, i think i only met like two friends over the summer and it's because mm-hmm. they were in that city when i went to our university city but other than that mm-hmm. like i didn't get to meet anyone so and i think like definitely seeing friends again in real life giving them a big yeah. hug or like an air hug if you don't like physical affection. Um, <laughs> <laughs> looking at Anisha. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's something I'm looking forward to. Okay. Yeah, well, um, travel. I want to travel so badly. Mm-hmm. Like I'm taking Italian right now for my uh, courses, but I am so excited to whip out my broken Italian. <laughs> One day I will. Put it when I go, I will. It'll be so messed up, and I just want to like. I'm, I'm excited, you know, like it's coming, not yet, but you know, one day we'll be able to do all the things that we wanted to do. All right, guys, this was a great conversation. Thank you so much for being here with uh, me to discuss all the stuff. And thank you so much for our listeners to listening to another episode. And uh, we are super excited to see you next week, Friday, for our next episode. And um, as usual, um, Satumi. I'm Satumi. <laughs> My name is Satumi. <laughs> I'm Anisha. And I'm Millie, and thank you for listening. All right, Bye, take care. Everyone. Bye.